You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, as you guys are aware. Uh, Today we have our R.J. Pettit interview. R.J. Pettit was the 14th round pick in the 2021 MLB draft for your Detroit Tigers. Uh, he immediately became a fan favorite because uh, when when they read the card and said that he was drafted, the uh, the it word got around quickly that we were drafting a a six foot eight, six foot nine uh, pitcher, and, they, and he instantly became a, a a fan favorite in the Twitter sphere and in the community because because of his because uh, of his size and uh, so reached out. Awesome guy, fantastic interview. Uh, really, really cool to get the perspective, A, of just somebody who moved through the system and, and has just been a, a billion different places this summer. I mean, when the season started, he was in college and, uh, by, by the time the season ended, he was in high single A. He, he went from college to being drafted to the rookie league, to Lakeland, to West Michigan, all in one season and pitched for all of those teams. So, it's cool to get his perspective on that, his college experience, um, the type of pitches he uses, the way he attacks hitters and such. And then uh, my favorite part was how he kind of broke down and gave us a, a little bit of an inside scoop and behind-the-curtain scoop on um, on how the organization uh, uses their pitcher development and like what kind of stats they let them use. Very, very interesting stuff. Uh, the organization doesn't really pay too much attention to ERA, and he tells you kind of the stats that they actually do tell him to pay attention to. So awesome, awesome, awesome interview. Really, really nice guy. We'll probably have him on again. Very, very cool. Uh, yeah, very, very very glad that we chose uh, that that the Twitter community kind of kind of welcomed him with open arms and, and chose him to be a fan favorite because he ended up being a super, super cool guy. So uh, without further ado, here is the, uh, the RJ Pettit interview. Tigers' 14th round pick this past season. I'll be in uh, a couple more times to add breaks throughout throughout the episode. But uh, but yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Go Tigers, baby! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Tigers. I'm your host Scott Bentley. Today we have one of our uh, kicking off some interviews for the off season. We have uh, Tigers draft pick this most recent draft. Uh, RJ Pettit, RJ, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, okay, first off, on draft day, okay, uh, all the picks were were going through. You know, three day event. And everybody is is you know an armchair GM and and figuring out what picks they like and what picks they don't. You immediately became like one of everybody's favorite picks of the draft because people just saw like like the height listing and we're immediately just like <laughs> we, we we instantly love him the the listings are a little all over the place we have i've seen some that say like six seven six eight up to six nine how, how tall are you i'm like six eight and a half okay all right we'll, we'll take that we'll take that yeah so 
that was like the the immediate thing right on draft night that people like hung on to. They're like, oh my gosh, like we have we, <laughs> like like we love him. And then I believe either the round after or like two rounds after we took uh, Haas from Wichita State, who's like five eight. And I think yeah. a lot of people just like really like the, the the different dynamic of that to like power pitchers. I mean, both of y'all, but uh, but yeah. So the first question that that I'm sure I'm six five, so I know I get asked it a lot. I can imagine that you get asked it more than I do. Growing up, basketball, football, all that stuff. What uh, what what led you to baseball? What made you hold on to baseball? And why did uh, why did baseball surpass those other sports that we get asked about a million times if we play? I don't know. I think I think more so my dad. He, uh, I mean, he's a he's a big baseball guy. So yeah. I grew up him uh, him teaching me how to play. So I mean, I obviously immediately gravitated towards uh, baseball. But I honestly never really had like that itch to play basketball or football. If I, like honestly, if there was a second port, second sport that I could have played, it would have been soccer. Love it. Love it. The uh, the first thing, like, when I started, like, looking stuff up about you to, for questions and stuff, the fir- one of the first things I came across was you uh, talking about how much you dominated your church basketball league. And um, <laughs> that's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> I, m- I messed that up. I said uh, I said Scotty Pippen, but I meant Dennis Rodman. I, couldn't, <laughs> I, I, I can't when I play basketball. I can't score to save my life. I don't know why. I mean, I'll, I'll get hey. my easy layups, but but I'll, I'll get all the boards. Hey, that, hey, sometimes that's all that matters, man. You know the uh, yeah the Rodman thing probably would resonate with, uh, with with this fan base probably a lot more than Pippen too. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody here wants to hear uh, too much about yeah. Scotty Pippen, but but yeah. yeah that that was one of my that was one of my favorite quotes when I first started uh, when I first started looking up about. She's like, "Yeah, man, like I just dominated church b ball." Like <laughs> I don't know the uh, this season post. I mean, it's been like a hell of a year for you. You you start off the season in college, and then the second half of the year, you're I, did you play at three different levels of pro ball all in the second half of the season? Yeah. Yeah, that's that that's a that's a hell of a year you uh you you got yourself into. So just talk to me like about the the year as a whole, like start of the season to finish. I mean, yeah, literally going from like relatively small college all the way up into high single A in a matter of in a matter of five months. Yeah, it, it all moved so fast. Um I mean obviously I knew going into the year that I was gonna probably get taken in the draft. So I was kinda like enjoying my my last year at CSU. Um, but yeah, after the college season, and since they moved the draft back, that like month and a half of waiting, was that seemed like forever. But the college season flew by. And then once I got into, once I got to Lakeland, it was just, everything was just back to back to back to back. Um, we started off just going like with the rehab group, just getting in, throwing every morning, lifting, doing conditioning and stuff. And then once I started playing the games, then it was like everything just moved so fast. Cause I remember we were trying to schedule this a few weeks back, but it yeah. was like, my, but I didn't know when I was going to, cause my schedule kept changing. Like it seemed like every week. So yeah, it was, it was, it was quick. Yeah. That, uh, that, that, 
that post draft process is crazy, man. Like the more and more people you talk to, that's that's a that's a hell of a process. They um one of the things that I I found interesting talking about like your like your play on the field specifically is um in college you not only were you were you starting your especially your your last season but like you were going like deep into games like past the sixth inning like comfortably and then so far in uh in our system you've been coming out of the bullpen quite a bit what's the like different approach between those two and do you i mean obviously like we're not in the, the front office's head but like as far as um, like long term, is it like a like slowly stretch you out, like preserve the arm kind of a thing? Like, what's the what's the biggest difference, I guess, between starting and and relieving? Yeah, I think it's they're both just completely different mindsets. As a starter, your your main goal is to get as deep as you can to take as much pressure off the pen uh, like as possible. So you're more so like saving your bullets. You can't go out there and just blow it out every pitch and try and get swing and misses. Um, so yeah, it's more as a starter, it's more of like a, just take it inning by inning, uh, just trying to get by. If that means getting outs in the first two pitches, then that's what you got to do. And that's something I had to do at CSU um, a lot, but coming out of the pen, it's a completely different mindset. It's kind of like a, more of a, not that you're not, but it's more out of the pen. It's more of like a killer mentality. You're just trying to, you're just trying to hunt outs because you're only in there for three to six outs for an inning or two. So you're just trying to, you're trying to get those outs however you can. What's the, like, when it comes to your velocity, like, do you notice like on the mound, like when you're starting, like maybe your fastball is in like the mid nineties, whereas if you're coming out and like, you're told, Hey, you're just getting the seventh inning, like you're humming like 97 consistently. Like, can you feel that on the bump? Oh yeah. hundred percent. <laughs> um, you could you could see it on the on the radar gun when I throw too. Like as a starter, I was probably more like ninety two, ninety four, just mm-hmm. just trying to make it by. And then in my last inning, like when I knew it was my last inning, then I I'd, I'd start letting them a few more go. But, but yeah, out of the pen, that's where I'm more mid mid nineties, touching my ninety sevens, uh, sometimes ninety eights. But but yeah, okay. it's and you can definitely feel it. Yeah, that's that 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 like. I, I always I caught my whole life. So like I, I always got the impression that that coming out for um, especially like late innings coming out in that situation has just got to be like an adrenaline junkies like dream. Like you just got to be like amped up and just like want to like rifle them in there. Like you said that uh, that that velo difference is always has always been fascinating to me because of like you said it's not just with the fastball I mean with with I'm sure your slider is the same way like um, I'm sure that that pitch is is a, a lot different it might even have a different shape is the crazy part I mean that's 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 such a wild thing that we've seen with with so many people over the years yeah it's uh it's definitely different yeah coming out of the pen it's your you Already, your heart your heart rate's already jumping a little bit more. The adrenaline's going more because late inning. Uh, if the game's on the line, then sure. your team's dependent on you. So, um, so it's it's there's definitely more pressure coming out of the pen. Uh, I would say because as a starter, after after your first inning, then you start to mellow out and sure. it's uh, the adrenaline kind of kind of falls off a little bit. So um, you kind of 
settle in and become more calm as a starter. But out of the pen, it's, yeah, it's uh, high intensity. I, I love it. <laughs> so, uh, so do you, I, I know like, like this early on in your career, like picking a, a preference per se is probably ridiculous, but do you have one that, that whether it's like, I guess, would you rather like go six or seven and like get a win? Or would you rather like, like strike out the side in the ninth in a one run game? Well, if you're asking me the day after I throw, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the one inning, but, uh, so yeah, but I mean, I really don't have a preference. I mean, um, I enjoy doing both. There's like the ups and downs to both. Like as a starter, you get however much time you need to get ready. Like yeah. the, your schedule is pretty much mapped out. Um, however you want. And then as a pen, it's all right. Whenever that call comes, you got to go. Right. Um, yeah. So, and I also like that part cause I like the, I like the rush and, and the, <laughs> how you feel and got to get ready quick. Yeah. That getting pumped, man. We, uh, as, as Tigers fans, we, we grew up with some, some like characters in the, in the bullpen, like Phil Coke is, is one that he, he was always like a really intense guy, but now he, he, so he's been retired for what, six, seven years now. But he was at a game this season. Like, they, they brought him back. They had, like, oh, like, Phil Coke's back. Uh, he got the final out of the 2012 ALCS to, like, send us to the World Series. So, like, he's, like, a big, like, fan favorite here. And in the middle of the eighth inning, they, like, pan the camera up. And he is hanging over his suite, like, punching the, like, metal sign below the suite, like, <laughs> screaming to the whole crowd. And, uh, like, you can hear the, like, bang with every punch. And, and they talk to him about it. And he's like, yeah, man, like, once close games get into, like, the seventh or eighth inning, like, that mindset never went away from me where I just, like, get, <laughs> like, like I'm a different person. Like, I just get, I just yeah. get amped up. It's so funny. Yeah. What's up, guys? Going to hop in here really quickly just to tell y'all about Get Upside. Incredible app. Everybody who buys gas needs to know about it. Get Upside. My listeners are already making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get $0.25 extra cents, bonus cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. So don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code BASEBALL. Get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or even $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash back at any time to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, even Amazon and other brands. So just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Charleston Southern, the, uh, okay. school you went to, they, you are, you are like to brag about you for a little bit. Cause I feel like you're not going to, you are like one of the most decorated pitchers in the history of, of that program. Uh, you are the highest draft pick to come out of that school in almost 10 years, like eight years, seven years, 2013, I believe, um, why was that the school for you? Why, why was it a great fit? Why did you go there in the first place? 
and uh, how did they like help your development over over the, your your years there? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a, my whole recruitment was a, was a whole big story. But yeah, out of high school, I wasn't like the the best prospect per se, sure. um, and I never really put myself in like the best situations like to get seen. So I kind of I kind of got recognized later on in my high school career, like going into my senior year. So. Um, and so, yeah, once I started playing for a bigger uh, travel organization, I was playing for the Canes. Um, that summer, I just – I did really well. Um, a bunch of schools reached out to me, um, some Power 5 schools, ultimate majors, some D2s, some JUCOs. And I don't know. Uh, I only went on two visits. I went on a visit uh, probably uh, two weeks before I went to CSU. And then once I went to CSU, it just – I don't know, it just felt like the right fit. I fell in love with uh, – with the people there and the coaching staff that we had. And uh, I think I committed the next day. So, and I felt like it was just like the best place for me to develop how I need to. And, um, and yeah, where I would just get a lot of playing time. That's uh, I mean, first off that that's uh, to like know that quickly has to be like the best feeling ever, like to visit. Like, yeah, like this is it. Like that's gotta be such a, such a rewarding feeling. Going to hop in one last time here and tell y'all about, Built Bar, our best friends over at Built Bar. Nine delicious flavors, coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite flavor, as y'all know, is the orange with the cookies and cream there right at second place. You can also get the mix box, two of each of the nine flavors. It's a lifesaver for me. It makes my days more fun, just like a little grab bag. You just put your hand in there, see what flavor you get. They're all amazing. And they're all healthy too. So it doesn't really matter which one you get. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. And only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty and all healthy. So order today. Get that raspberry, that salted caramel. Get that mixed box. Whatever you'd like. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off of your That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I also got to talk to you guys about Bet Online. Dot AG. They're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back, ready for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to their website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from football basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. And that's the last time I'll jump in here. So you guys, uh, thank you guys for listening. Awesome interview, I already know. Uh, I'll send you on your way for the last uh, 10, 12, 15, however many minutes are left. Um I, I will say the audio gets a little bit weird in this one. I tried to fix it as best I could. Tried to, to some of the parts that faded out, tried to amplify it. The levels might be a little weird. So if, if the audio is, is annoying in the third one, I apologize. I am aware of it. I did try to fix it, but uh, I, I did the best I could. Can't, can't go back in time and, and figure out what the problem was and fix it now. So... Uh, still a great interview. It's really not, it's not that like bad or anything. Just wanted to address it and say that I realized it. Uh, and, and I tried my best to fix it. So enjoy the rest of the, uh, interview with Tiger's 14th round draft pick this past season or this past draft, I should say, uh, RJ Pettit. Enjoy. 
The um, one of the things that's really interesting to track throughout, and I, I also I'd imagine that it's like really weird to hear some like random dude just like know all your stats and stuff. So like, <laughs> I, like I'm sure that's like a new like newer feeling. But one of the the interesting things to track that again a, a lot of people um, kind of noticed on draft night was your velocity over your like college career and how it, how it kept jumping and jumping as you got uh, further and further at, at your collegiate career. Just talk to us about like the, the development of some of your pitches, whether it's your slider or just the velocity of your fastball in general and, and how you've kind of tweaked over the years to, to get the most out of those pitches. Yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing was going into school. I like, I wasn't done growing. Like I was, I think when I first got there, I was like probably six, seven and I still grew uh, a bunch uh, throughout the rest of my career. Um, so yeah, it was more so just, I think settling into my frame and my body. And then at the same time, having a, a college weightlifting program, that's five, four or five days a week and just getting stronger and just getting bigger. And then, also, at the same time, working on my mechanics, tweaking things that uh, that would just help me be more efficient. Um, so, yeah, it was just every year I got stronger, felt more comfortable uh, with my frame. And, um, and yeah, just the, the constant development. Yeah, for sure. The uh, that's it's it's so wild that that that's such a like common thing and and in baseball it's not talked about as much because it's it's not a sport where you're you know like vertical or whatever is important but I mean we see it across across I mean even like what you said earlier like Rodman like Rodman that was like the big one here like when he first came into the league and then he grew like five inches like almost you know what I mean like that that kind of stuff's always puts into perspective how like young (laughs) <laughs> like how young everybody still is just you know you, you start college or you get drafted or whatever and and you still have and you still have so much um so much growing to do the uh one of the one of the other things that was talked about when you got drafted it it made the rounds very quickly that the tigers organization uh like the scouting department specifically uh, had kind of had their eye on you for like a minute and um, just uh, uh, a connection that was made between like our scouting department and the coaching staff over at, at where you went to school. And and how does like, was there any like inside track about like, oh, like these teams like have kind of looked at me over the years or was it truly just like, like on draft day, you're like, all right, well, like let, let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always that like handful of teams that I like talk to like the most, and I had like a really good feeling about. And I I talked to uh, I talked to the Tigers um, in the fall of last year, and so I knew like I was on their radar, but um, I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was like that was like one of the teams that like all right, I'm really confident in them. Sure, sure. So, until uh, the summer where I was talking to the scout even more and more throughout the summer. And then I got invited to work out in Lakeland, went to that. And then I was like, okay, maybe the Tigers. And I thought about it. I was like, wow, I like this place a lot. This would be a really good fit. And, but then at the same time, it's like, I don't get the choose. There's still 29 other teams that (laughs) make the decision. 
so yeah, it kind of all just like, just like it went perfectly. Um, just like it was just a great fit, and it also helps. Um, my old pitching coach at CSU, he became a scout for the Tigers uh, over the past year. Like I said, just like on throughout the whole draft, like like um, you know, people are giving their reports on everybody, and then and then your <laughs> like the report on you was like substantially longer than like the two people before you and after about like, like stuff we knew about you. And it was just fascinating to be like, Oh, like, I guess, I guess we know a lot more about RJ than like a lot of other people. Um, one of the, uh, one of the other questions that I ask like anybody I talk to within the organization is, have you been to Comerica? Are you aware of the the dimensions of of Comerica and how much does like being in uh in such a what is widely considered to be one of the most pitcher friendly parks in the entire sport how how is that like something that that on draft night you think about or or like throughout the system you think about like man like if I can when I when I get up there like it's <laughs> it's going to be a weight off because it's you know you can hit a 425 foot fly out yeah. Um, no, I really, I really didn't really think of it much. I've never been to Comerica, but can't wait to get there. Um, I hear it's awesome. Uh, the atmosphere is great. Um, but I mean, no, I don't really think about it too much, but it is, it is comforting to know in the back of your head that, okay, maybe, maybe I can get away with a few more. Than, than <laughs> I yeah, man. It's, it's always, it's, it's such a, it's such a love hate relationship on like within the fan base. Cause obviously when you're on the bump it's like all right like i i love this and then when miguel cabrera hits a like i said like a 424 foot fly out it's like all right maybe yeah maybe maybe, maybe i don't like this as much uh and, and the crazy part is 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 when the stadium first opened back in uh back in 2000 the bullpen in left field was also not there. So like the, the back wall of the bullpen was also the left field wall. So it was even more, was oh my even God. more ridiculous than it even is now. <laughs> uh, like, like you had to hit, you had to pull the ball like 360 plus to like even get a left field homer. Nonetheless, like, yeah, like it, <laughs> and then, yeah. And, and people, it, that did not last very long. That lasted, I think a season <laughs> or two. And then they're like, yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, okay. One question I ask all pitchers, favorite single pitch you have, like, I'm not trying to get rid of your scouting report or anything, but if, if you have, if you have two strikes on a dude and can throw anything, what's your, what's your favorite, whether it's a setup pitch first or like just an attack pitch, I guess maybe for you, depending on if you're coming out of the pen or not might matter, but, but what's your favorite like attack pitch to, uh, to get induce a swing and a miss? Oh, slider, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That that the videos on your slider are nasty, man. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> that thing. That thing bites. That thing's gnarly. The um, and like we talked about earlier, the 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 slider, the velo for your slider is is um is a, a fascinating thing to watch. Again, like the difference between out of the out of the pen and um and starting because like that thing. I mean that that thing creeps up into the into the mid even high eighties if you're if you're feeling yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. As a starter, it was it became I could feel it. It, it just became a little bit too like loopy. 
as a sure. starter. I, I was because obviously I wasn't putting everything on it, so mm-hmm. I wasn't staying on top of it on top of it as much as I need to. And that was one of the things I worked on uh, pre-draft um, at the facility I trained at, um, looking at that and trying to figure out how to get that better. But yeah, definitely. Um, it was, I would say, during the season. <clears throat> it was anywhere from like 81 to 85. And now I'm throwing it more consistently, like 85, 87. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That, yeah, the, the, it's so crazy too. Like, you know, velocity is like the first thing that everybody goes to, but, but shape is, is so fascinating. And, and for, for Tigers fans, this whole draft was A, they, they were just went pitcher frenzy, which is beautiful. Um, like can never have too many, can never have too many pitchers, especially like power arms like that can never have too many. Um, but the, they fell in love with like spin rate. That was like their big thing, right? Like, like everybody in this draft class from, from Job at, at the top, all the way, all the way through, like everybody has, and it was almost exclusively a slider too. Like everybody that, that we drafted this year has like that high spin rate slider. So I, I always love picking the brains of pitchers about like how much does is like spin rate on your mind. Like, is, is that something that you're like in throwing bullpens and you're trying to improve and you're trying to work on, or is it kind of like um, more set in stone? Like whatever you throw, that's just like what it is. Or is that something that you're like actively trying to like, like keep an eye on it and look out for? Yeah, spin rate, it's such a weird thing. It's it's so hard to like to to gain more. It's right. It's, it's either it's it's weird. It's either you can spin the crap out of it or or you just or you're kinda of where you're at. I mean, there's definitely changes you can make to make improvements and you can make improvements over probably a long period of time. For me personally, it's not something I look at a ton. Um sure. I know my numbers and I try and try and not let them dip uh from where they are. Always trying to go up. But yeah, it's, it's more so, it's not the thought of the spin in your head. It's more so like what you're doing, like at release. Sure. Just trying to, just trying to keep that more consistent. Sure. Yeah. The, and, and it, it, the other fascinating thing is the, the difference between like breaking ball spin and, and then like fastball spin is still something that a lot of people look at too. And, and the, the difference between, holding both of those things under a, a microscope and, and how people analyze them and stuff is, is just so fascinating. The uh, one of the, the big, I guess I'll call it tensions in uh, the sport is always the difference between um, more like base stats and like super advanced analytics and like the people that try to run in the middle as a player as a pitcher, is there certain, is that something that's on your mind? Cause like we've had people in the same rotation. I mean, we have, we've had Max Scherzer, who's like an advanced analytic, like nut and then goes super deep and, and pulls out, you know, random stats that sound like alien names that you've never heard of. And then like Justin Verlander, who's like, I only care what my ERA is. And that is literally it. So like as a, as a, kind of a, a, a newer age, more, more recent generation player. What are, what are stats that you look at? If you look at any at all, or are you just going out there and, and my mentality is my mentality and that's kind of it. Yeah. I mean, 
I try not to look at my stats. I mean, obviously, you you find yourself looking at them sometimes. Sure. <laughs> obviously, you don't want the ERA to look look too crazy high. Right. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, the advanced analytics are crazy. I mean, I haven't, I we didn't really look at them much at CSU. So I'm kind of I'm learning uh, every day when I see like my game reports and, and things sure. like that. Um, the Tigers were big on uh, on FIP, the feeling independent mm-hmm. pitching. Um, so. Yeah, they honestly tell us we don't care what ERA is. They just want to just because uh, FIP is based on uh, exit velocities and mm-hmm. um, things like that, like based on just that the pitcher can control. Um, so, yeah, it's more so just uh, we just look at trying to create the, the, the most weak contact you can. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it, because if you can do that, you're, all those other stats are going to fall in line and be how you want to be. Right, yeah, I think I think what you just said there is going to be music to a lot of people's ears because we we went from a, a probably like ten years ago. I mean, when this team was really good, like that early twenty tens team, that like advanced analytics were we were last in that department, and we and we that was not something that the organization looked at whatsoever. And then once the rebuild started is when we completely like top to bottom in the org, just like kind of flipped everything on its head and, and went from like last dog at the bowl to like, like one of the leaders of the pack of uh, as far as advanced analytics. So I think, I think that, 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 that what you just said there is going to make a lot of people happy, which is, which is cool. The, um, I, I, and, and the other thing you said about inducing weak contact seems to be a, a, organizational wide philosophy as well recently with with you know we we don't need strikeouts are great and they're the best possible result for sure but um if you if you're giving up contact like like you know let's give up as much weak contact as possible and I think that that's something that pitching coaches across like all levels are are trying to to instill into uh into players across the entire organization the uh, one of the things that that I like asking people that are that are currently like on 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 the move up and 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 getting promoted and and slowly getting higher and higher within the organization is um, does AAA scare you in the sense of like the ball that they use is pretty much like they're trying to hide it but like everyone pretty much knows the AAA ball is still like the juice ball. So yeah. like, <laughs> like as you're looking ahead and like, and especially this year, like, like you went from like, like you went from rookie to Lakeland to West Michigan, all in the span of like a month and a half. So as you continue to, to climb and, and next season, especially like, you know, your performance does is AAA something that people look at that, that are below AAA and like, damn, like pitchers, especially. And they're like, damn, like, <laughs> like I, I kind of want to chill in double A for a little bit. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, they're, they're there. So, I mean, everybody's got to throw at them. Sure. Uh, so, so, I mean, you just, just like a lot of things you try not to worry about. <laughs> you try not to worry about the things you can't control. You just go out and, I mean, heck, if the guy barrels the ball up, it's probably going to be a hit anyways. And I guess sure. in triple A, it's going to be more home runs. But, 
but also, but I mean, you're trying to miss those barrels regardless. So sure, yeah, that that's fair. That's that that's a good answer. That's a good answer. That's, that's, that's <laughs> very fair. Um, I think uh, I think the only question I got less left for you is just first initial just impact of uh, of of the Tigers organization as a whole. Um, how how you've you know been welcomed or whatnot just just throughout and and yeah just that that you talked about a little bit earlier but that crazy grind of just of just flying up you know a a ladder in the sense of um or in the in the matter of a month just just overall Tyree's organization any good coaches or whatever just just sound off as a whole of your experience so far yeah, it's it's been awesome. I mean, it's been everything I could honestly dream for and more. They they treat us really well. Um, yeah, so I have no complaints in that department. Uh, they they take care of us. Um, I met so many new people this year. Everybody everybody's so welcoming. Everybody wants to help. Um, uh, my teammates, every every level I went to, uh, the guys were just super welcoming, super cool. Um, so yeah, there was never really a point where I felt like, what do I do? Like, who do sure. I talk to? Everybody's everybody's open about. If you need this, go there. If you need that, go there. Um, and yeah, you can ask anybody any question, and they're gonna help you out. And everybody's just really welcoming, really fun to be around. Awesome. I think that's. Uh, I think that's. Like I said, I think. I think your answer is gonna please a lot of people. I think people are really pumped about uh, about the the this most recent draft, especially. I, I feel like you know, like twenty twenty was only five rounds or whatever, and then. Uh, before that was still kind of rebuild front office kind of turmoil stuff. I, I think a lot of people were, were really, really pleased with, with this recent draft. And uh, I'm glad I got you on, especially after the, like I said, the, the initial, the initial fan reaction to your name being called. So I'm glad I got you on here. Yeah. I really appreciate you having me, Scott. All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back uh, tomorrow with another edition of Locked on Tigers. And uh, yeah, go Tigers, baby. All right, and that is it for our interview with RJ Pettit. I lied. It's a Friday, so obviously no episode tomorrow. Uh, But we will be back Monday, hopefully with some news and stuff over the weekend. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed. I had a great time. RJ's a great dude. Like I said, I'll probably have him back on the show next season. Someone who's uh, really fun to track their development of because he's got a lot of raw talent, really cool guy. So uh, thank you again to RJ for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, before I sign you on your way, got to talk to y'all about fantasy hockey. Thank you guys for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans in on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert for your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available on all platforms like everything else with Locked On. So thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch you all on Monday. Go Tigers, baby.